from KFNX News Talk Radio 1100, it's Chatterbox, where you'll find the latest news, interviews, and updates about the gaming world. The views and opinions expressed are those of the host, the guests, and callers only, and not necessarily those of KFNX News Talk Radio 1100. And now, here's your host for Chatterbox. Well, we're back for uh, yet another week of the Chatterbox Video Game Radio Show. Did, did you know that we passed 400 episodes recently? I do now. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a milestone, you might say. Not many things have passed 400 episodes. Yeah, it, well, it is kind of rare. We've You've hit... passed 400 episodes. <laughs> I, well, that's yeah, also true. You and I have not been here together I've passed the whole time. maybe 200. Did you come in that late? 250? You've been here a long time. I don't I have, know. I mean, I could check. I mean, you started this in like 1973, right? <laughs> we are the longest-running program at this radio station. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's been almost eight years. In January, it will be eight years, which is absurd. Technically speaking, we haven't actually recorded 400 episodes because we've had a few missing, right? But we've been here for over 400 weeks, and there haven't been many we missed. Are so. we? Is the number at 400? Like, today is like 403 or 404. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I don't keep track until I actually do the podcast recording at the end of the night or like converting the, the radio edit down, right? But um, I think this is 403. Well, I, I feel like we deserve something exceptional for, uh, for accomplishing such a thing. I don't know if that's the case. I just couldn't, uh, I just couldn't imagine what it would be. I'm going to check what we are, you know, or what, what this episode is. Because we're, we're a high-tech radio show. What does that mean? So that means I talk and you use an iPad. That's... That's that's the high tech part of our show. I could be using the computer that they give us to use, but that is could, decidedly but, lower but tech than the runs, iPad. It runs on potatoes, so that's it true. wouldn't work very well. Yes, this is episode four of three. I was so right. Okay, so you, you see how I kept it together, kept it going while you were looking. That's because you're an expert. So uh, this week we have a guest in the studio. I'll let you do the intro. Yeah. So with us we've got Ashish Amresh, who is. Has been here before, and maybe you remember him, maybe you don't. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself, Ashish? Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Ashish Amresh. Uh, I'm an assistant professor at the College of Technology and Innovation. All right, do that all over again. Okay. Um, hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Ashish Amresh. Uh, I'm an assistant professor at the College of Technology and Innovation at Arizona State University. Uh, my expertise is uh, game design. Um, I do curriculum design. I teach games. Uh, and also... W- uh, you know, work on a lot of projects that involve games for learning and education and simulation. So I'm excited to be here and be part of the show. Yeah, and let me tell you why Ashish is really an interesting, interesting guy. Um, it's the accent. Yeah, well, you can't tell because this is radio. Whitest guy here, really, really is. And it's strange he throws us off with the voice, but um, I think our listeners will appreciate that. I, I thought there was nothing else whiter than me. No, <laughs> almost, almost. It's close. Um, we, we've had some audio difficulties in the last couple of weeks, so I'm glad that we're all actually in studio this time. That's what's going to be fantastic. So uh, you made a game recently, and I think that we want to hear about, what is it, like the development cycle of of the game that is... I don't know. Do you, we can just, we can we just wanna, go into we it right now, I guess. pick it apart? Because you and I, before the show, were just like, oh, right. you should change this, you should add this, well, you should do this, you, which is probably really annoying for the developer. Let's, the let's let him explain what he's brought to us, and then we'll just take it from there. Yeah, let, let me give you a little background as well, uh, since I think uh, a lot of the listeners might like this. Uh, one of the things we do um, as part of our curriculum is encourage um, 
the ability for students to be able to showcase their games that come out of their classroom and uh, provide an opportunity for them to be uh, able to publish them at different app stores. So this was an effort done by a few students, um, uh, and I, I was their mentor. Uh, it started off as an Imagine Cup uh, submission two years ago, and we went into the finals. It was called uh, Worldwide Words at that time uh, because we, we had the option to play this game in multiple languages across the world. But I, before I explain the game, um, I just wanted to give you a little background. And from then on, we uh, we refined it and refined it, and finally it's out on the uh, app stores, both Android and iPhone, and it's called Word Fighter Lite. Uh, the concept is really simple. You, you fight by spelling words. So if you think you're a good uh, you know, speller, you can make up quick words by looking at letters randomly placed. You know, This is the game for you. You're going to... Love it because uh, you can fight with the computer and try to beat it at different AI, or you can fight with your friends through uh, through the internet. So, um, its uh, um, its mechanic is extremely simple. It's touch based. Um, in you, you don't have to connect the letters together like Scrabble or anything. You can randomly click them uh, on your screen space. The faster and longer the words are, the more damage you do on your opponent. So that's the basic mechanic. So it actually is a lot of fun. We were playing it right before the show. It's available right now, so you can go ahead and download it. Um, does it, is it. How much does it cost? Oh, it's free. It's um, uh, it, it doesn't cost anything. Yeah. So Word Fighter Lite. And we were... It reminds me of Words with Friends, right? Obviously, it's it's not Scrabble like Words with Friends is. But um, it's the sort of thing where, like, I could picture myself playing the same game with all the people I play Words with Friends with. The elevator pitch would be Tetris plus Scrabble. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much, and there's uh you know there's certainly a lot of improvements yet to be made, and especially in like the social aspect, like you don't know who you're playing against when you're playing it right now, and that's something that you, you know. Well, yeah. you you guys are still developing it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're still developing, and just to add to the um, design uh, idea, I mean, the idea came to me long ago because I was a huge Puzzle Fighter fan in the arcade. I don't know if you've played Puzzle Fighter. So. Oh, yeah, we've, we've played Puzzle Fighter. So it's very similar, I would say, more to Puzzle Fighter than to Tetris, because you know, you're know you kind of trying to destroy these blocks on your screen by, by making words now instead of connecting them in, in, in the same color and making big diamonds. So so the, the idea was more inspired from Puzzle Fighter than from uh, Tetris or Scrabble. So you know what's the most interesting thing about this game to me? You're going to tell me. I totally will, and everyone else, too. It's that, I don't know how you guys play, and maybe you can tell me after I tell you how I play, right? But the the really cool thing about this game is that I always end up starting a word without knowing what the word's going to be. There's just, like, maybe I look at the screen, and there's, like, two or three letters, and I'm like, this sounds like the beginning of a word. I'll just type those in. And then I just look around after I've typed in a few words to see what else would still make sense as a word, right? And it's just kind of like, I don't like sit there and look at the screen and examine what word I'm going to type and then I type it in, right? I just kind of like go free form with it. And that's a really, really interesting experience, right? Because you're trying to do that fast without actually like cornering yourself too. What's What would be interesting beyond that would be dissecting, I think, to see which which people play it that way and which people play another way. Because yeah. I, I bet you, you were taught with phonics, Maybe, maybe. And right. maybe and which one I mean, who knows what the most optimal strategy is. I mean is Yeah, I, I usually just look at the space and see if I can grab like at least eighty percent of some letters from a word. So I know you know, I, I I don't I don't look for the entire word because that'll be a waste of time. But I have a good sense playing this game now for about six months, you know, in development and now it's been in it's been in the marketplace for about two months. Um that I can 
just look at the screen and I know I have this word. Like I was playing with El- Elan and, you know, um, I was there with, uh, I forget In- the word. Instantiation? Yeah, yeah. I, I did instantiation. Just like looking at the screen, I knew it was there. Unfortunately, it was not in the dictionary. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so he beat me. But uh, but that's how I play it, you know. You were, you were going too big, man. So, um, but anyway, there, there are people who learn with like phonics and some who do uh, whole word spelling, which hopefully schools have completely abandoned at this point. Right. But uh, it, it would be fun to watch someone taught in one way versus another way and see how they actually play it. But like, I don't want to harp on this. This isn't some some big AAA uh, title that you're going to be playing on your iPhone. But it's an interesting little game that came out from um, like a student project, basically, right? Right. And so that's that's why I wanted to bring him on because it's interesting in that way. And and you said you've been playing it for six months, um, but this game was developed in actually a shorter shorter period than that, right? Right. So the, the original game, Worldwide Words, was developed for the Xbox 360. It's an indie game. Uh, we never published it to the indie marketplace. It's, it was just a development phase. But we went to the, the Imagine Cup with that. And, um, and, and so that was in the longer phase. But since we had the whole game kind of churned out and Played and tested on the Xbox, we were able to take grab the the mechanics and port it over uh, and simplify the interface and make it all touch based much faster. We used uh, actually you'd be surprised to hear this. Uh, we used Flash, um, the latest you know uh, creative suite from Adobe, actually lets you uh, publish it to the Android and the iPhone without even needing to know anything about Objective C or or, or you know. So Java, you wrote so. it with Flash and got it onto the iOS and the uh, and the Android marketplace. Interesting. All right. Like, you know, obviously, because we all know Flash doesn't run on the iPhone. So, like, it does some sort of magic in the background to make that happen. So I'm sure Adobe is tremendously proud. Yeah. So, anyway, I I will follow this game and, and uh, want to see updates because there are some, some needed updates. But it's already a fun game. So, uh, I certainly encourage people to go give it a shot. Word Fighter Lite. Um, all right. So, what what else do we have on the plate today? Got- or is there anything else that we wanted to cover? Anything else you wanted to say about it? before? Oh, thanks. On? Thanks for, uh, you know, getting me on board and talking about this game. Right. I'd like to continue, and, and I know I'm not going to be an active participant like you two guys, but I'll, I'll chip in whenever I can. Well, I certainly hope you will be. <laughs> don't, uh, don't hold back. So um, i got a couple little things we can squeeze, squeeze in. One before the break, I think. Before we can, the break. We can make time yeah, for Yeah, so did you uh, realize what um, the, the new PS Vita... Comes out a, just two days after a, my birthday. Got a lockdown on the release date and the price yep. today. So, um, Wait, the price we already knew. Well... Maybe you know. Maybe someone else. They announced it at E3. Ah, fair enough. Okay. But anyway, February 22nd, uh, for those of you who is the date for the U.S., if you've forgotten the price or never knew or cared like I have, um, apparently it's going to be 250 for a Wi-Fi only version and 300 for a Wi-Fi plus 3G. Um, am I the only person that feels like it's a little bit too soon for this or isn't really... For the PSP or for a 3G version of the PSP? For another PSP. No, not at all, dude. Do you yeah. know how long it's been around? It's been a while, but I was so just destroyed by the last PSP in terms of an interested, actively engaged consumer. I mean, I ended up buying like three games for that thing. I was happy with one of them. I bought zero games for it. Um, yeah, so it's like apparently maybe, maybe apparently over 100 games are already in development but i i would really shudder to think that this is a redo of the uh the last psp's cycle the ps vita is a far more capable machine and far more interesting well i i hope so i mean the psp was plenty capable and interesting they just for some reason just neglected to make really decent games for the most part i don't know why it, 
it'll be much better. Unfortunately, it's still not. Like, the, the people who want portable games are the kids, like the kids who want the DS and stuff. So I, I don't want to be paying $50 for a portable game when I could be paying $60 for a full-screen game. Well, that's that's fair enough, too. Right, and adults don't... I mean, they travel a lot, just like children, except they're the ones doing the driving, right? The kids need it because they're in the car all the time or because they're at school and have this downtime or, you know, because they're at some place with their parents who are doing something important and they need to, you know, shut up and play a game for a long time. And I, I think this is this is my realization of why adults don't play portable games all that much because when they're ready to play a game, they're at home, right? Yeah. If they're well, not at home, it's because they're doing something that takes them away from home. Maybe I've become an adult. Yeah, also, I think, also, I think uh, adults kind of... Look, look for portable games on their phone. So they're not looking at spec, you know, specific devices. Yeah, well, I mean, it depends on your taste. There's some people who are going to play portable. I'm certainly that way, right? But the, a person who would want to play a portable game like that, so sure. But it's definitely, yeah, it's for kids mostly. And this is not a kid's machine. So. Anyway, we're going to go to break. We'll be back right after that. Arizona's News Talk Leader, KFNX, AM 1100. And we are back. You're listening to Shatterbox Video Game Radio with Ara and Alon and our guest, the Sheesh, tonight. Am I actually going over the air? Yes, you are. I really hope so. You are. and Because uh, it doesn't sound like... Before we move on, I'm going to tell everyone about our fantastic sponsor, the sponsor that keeps us on the air, UAT.edu, the website for the University of Advancing Technology. So please uh, go check that out. They do not have a game called um, Word Fighter Lite available in the App Store, but... Ashish does. Ashish does from ASU. So either places would be fine places to go to school, but UAT is the one that sponsors this show where you can get a video game design degree. So you should go there. Have I told you the key about um, games like Rockman and stuff like that? Uh, that they're fun? No, but like the key to success. To succeeding in the game or yes. succeeding in development of the game? No, in the game. No, I don't think you have. It's more loud volume. Yeah, cranking I, it up to 11? I, I only do better the louder it gets. And um, I think it's kind of like that when I'm uh, doing my radio station game, like right now. Okay. But it's just, I don't know, for some reason, like, my headphones aren't giving me the loud feedback that I need to excel. Well, I'm sorry. Um, do you want to play this video at a loud volume? Yeah, so let's let's try this, right? Okay, so let me set up something for you guys, right? Um, I was looking at some, some videos for this game called um, Dark Souls. Oh, we've talked about it, yeah. We've talked about it. Um, I actually, I'm surprised I haven't gotten it yet because it's been out. But I'm, I'm very been, surprised as well. This is yeah. one of those. Every once in a while, you get addicted to, you know, game X, whatever yeah. it is. Well, racing I'm, game I'm trying or... to be frugal, and also I'm, my time is, you know, very busy. Um, but you know, it's it's funny, right? Because you know, they they say that you should buy new in order to you know support the developers. So I've I've adopted kind of like a quasi um, quasi strategy for that sort of thing. If the game doesn't sell so much like i definitely want to support the developers and then i'll like buy it like this guy for like they've only sold like maybe 250k or something units right but dark souls they don't need any help from me 
So maybe I will just buy a used copy later on or something. You think so? I mean, yeah. What's weird to me is that I don't. I don't care. How too can much a game like this be very them? successful? It's super niche. But the thing is, is that the last one was really successful, and so right now it's 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 gathered a lot of momentum from the previous one. Yeah. What's strange is they didn't use the the name of the previous one. It's not like Demon Souls Two. We right. all know it is Demon Souls Two, right. but it's not Demon Souls Two Dark Souls. But you Souls. know what? Like everyone knows. It's the same. Everyone who's played the first one knows it's the same. Ashish, did you play this game? Did you play Demon's Souls? No, I haven't. It's ridiculously hard, and that's what everybody always talks about, how hard the game is. And it is hard, but I don't know what it is that's interesting about it, why people love it so much. I played it, and it's weird, because I wanted to keep playing. And I've talked about this before. I wanted to keep playing, but I can't explain why. Yeah, I'll I'll tell you why. It's just not that good. But it is that good. It's just not. It's not. But, but you you never actually, like, I mean, you didn't venture very far in the game either. I so. got further than you had. What, in the space of a week? In all of the time that I played it. Right, and then you stopped playing it. Yeah, I played it for like a week. That's, so a that week is longer than I give most games. <laughs> well, I mean, fair enough. I don't want to ask you to play something more than you're already feeling like you want to play it. What's the genre? Is it like Puzzle Quest? But but at the same time, oh, that's a really hard question to answer. No, okay. it's, it's, it's an action game. Yeah, it's a third-person action fighter you know like you're a knight or a mage or whatever and you're running around in dungeons or open worlds but my my point was hitting and shooting people a lot that you didn't experience the great majority of the game so i actually don't know how far i got in terms uh, relative to the whole game yeah i think because that was when like we were comparing like how far we could get in the first level because none of us could beat the first level because they they come out with the bone crushing like yeah i'm not sure i even get past the first level yeah it gets it gets much better. Like one of the hallmarks of, of these from software games, which is unfortunately not the best hallmark. What's the connection kind of the to Namco one. now? Namco is the publisher. They just in the they US just bought the rights. They just bought it. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, like one of the things is that like they are, it actually gets easier about after you've gone through maybe a tenth of the game because the first beginning of it is so bone crushing, and I don't know why they do this. They it, it's to nobody's benefit, right? And so that's when we were playing together, right? And then. After that, like, it lets up. And it's funny because, like, this one, and, you know, I can't speak for, for Dark Souls because I haven't played it yet, but these games in general, everyone talks about, it. okay, they're difficult, they're difficult, okay, it'll kill you, it's impossible, it's so hard, it's so hard. It's not really that it's so hard that is the distinguishing feature, in my opinion. The distinguishing feature is that it greatly rewards very, very careful and considered play. Yes, it does. And that is what I think is part of what's so attractive and interesting about the game. Is that you get a lot... You, you just... I mean, this, there's no better way I can say it, right? Kind so of reminds I, I me of Arkham Asylum. So I won't where, keep saying it. You, know, right. you get rewarded for extreme complex moves. Yeah, it's it's kind of like that, but but not, right? Like, it's just... If you're really, really careful, then you shall reap the rewards in this game. Yeah. Um, so, but but... What we want to do for you now is play some audio from, like, reviews or previews. Okay, so here's here's what I originally It's not actually related to, to the game itself. It's related to the review style, right? Right. I wanted to make... So I was re- looking at this video, and I wanted to make some commentary about the commentary of this playthrough video. What's the site? What's the guy called? I forget his name. I could not tell you. He, he has, like, apparently he does this a lot, and he has some kind of channel on YouTube or something. And instead of giving you guys a commentary directly, 
I would just like another videos playing to be my response and commentary instead of an utterance from my own mouth. And maybe – so let's play the first one, the one that's the guy. This is right? like 17 minutes long though. No, no. Let's, let's, let's just – I'll tell you when to stop. Like just start off in the beginning and um, we'll just let it go for like 10, 20 okay, seconds. Okay, for the sake of a, a footnote, I think a Ghost Robo is the username. Ghost – okay, yeah. That's, that that's the one. Okay. Okay. Here we go. So – He's doing like a playthrough. What is going on, guys and girls? I am Ghost Robo, and welcome to Dark Souls, the sequel to Demon Souls. All right, I hope you can tell me something ever, about this, this game. This supposed to be even harder. The back of the box says, prepare to die. I don't know if I'm prepared to die, but I am prepared to begin this incredibly epic adventure, which I think is going to be my favorite or one of my favorite playthroughs ever. Just because of how crazy, insanely difficult it is, how crazy, insanely random it is, how crazy, insanely... Okay, that's, just okay, like, that's, that's it's, enough. It's, it's that's, that's like enough of that. Games. It's not at all random, though. Yeah, no, no, no. Okay, look, I mean, like, I, you get the point, right? He's just... He can't, like... All this time I'm thinking... What is the like? Is this benefiting anybody? Does anybody like this? Is this like? It's just not entertaining. I mean, unless I mean, maybe if you like watching wrestling, it's entertaining, but it's not entertaining. And he's not telling us anything about the game. He just, I mean, he. I guess he thinks that maybe he's on a radio station and he can't let any dead air take place at he all. He goes through the whole like menu system and stuff, and you know, setting up his character. It's just constant talking, but what's being expressed? I'm like I I shudder like it's I can't even there's nothing being expressed. What is he expressing? Oh, I don't know what he's. Ten fifteen is rolling over right now. Okay. From the irony. Okay. All right. So we want to. Yeah. You want to <laughs> play the second one? So here's the second one. Now this is a review from IGN. It might take a minute because of so, all the promo right. videos they have in so, front of their YouTube videos. So you know it's not exactly apples to oranges, but. The spiritual sequel to the magnificent and imperious Demon Souls. Dark Souls is a brutal third-person action RPG set in a world full of monstrous things that are trying their hardest to end your life. Okay, you can pause that possible. one now. That's enough of that one. Using whatever weapon... Okay, so obviously, I mean, she's written it beforehand, right? But I felt like listening and watching that video, like, okay, I can learn something about the game. She's telling me something about the game. It's considered. It's meaningful. She's using words. Um, it now, is only four minutes. Now let's go back to the playthrough. Okay, just in case you forgot, uh, I'm just going to skip like. skip through right um, to some other. No, 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 just keep going from there because he, there's a really, really good one we want to hit a uh, couple oh. seconds in. Okay, well, I'm not sure where I stopped. Really, at least around the custom, the character customization totally... screen. Oh, that is not know, a few seconds in. Okay, awesome. fast forward, fast forward. Okay. Well, he's still telling us it's going to be awesome. Super stoked, we'll create a character here. He's playing on Xbox 360. It's available for both 360. And the PlayStation. We get, we get to watch him um, plug his name in. His video editing and, uh, is non-existent. I, I, I think I've just something for me to criticize. I, you know, I don't know everything, um, but I, I've looked quite a bit, and it's kind of a game that you have to figure out on your own. So I'm hoping that you guys along the way can help me out too. Um, and I've looked at all the classes; they all have different stats. They all start with different levels. And the ones I kind of lowered it down to. I don't really want to be a big brute of a dude, nor do I want to okay, be I, okay, that's a enough. I can't listen anymore. Chick. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Let's go back to the other one for a second, just just to get a little context. The armors here. you can scavenge, buy, or forge. The challenge is to inch your way through this damned and deadly place. Now and then, coming across gigantic bosses that take a special tenacity to kill. You will die constantly and without respite. Dark Souls can be punishing, cruel, sadistic, and uncompromising. It can also give you the purest, most thrilling adrenaline rush in gaming. And once you're hooked, it's amongst the deepest, most rewarding experiences that modern games can offer. Okay, so. 
I guess we're I guess it's time to go to a break. Yeah, it is. Okay, so we will comment slightly more about that and then leave it alone. I can't handle it, Ghost Robo guy. When we come back. Not even for another second. Please don't make me play it again. I won't. Alright. It's me, Mario. You're listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. It's a number one. Woohoo! All right, so we're back, and we were whining about other people. Reviewing okay, so, things so and talking gonna, on forever. I want to be very clear, as I usually like to be. Okay, so I don't want to beat up on this guy too much. Um, I don't want to present this as also beating up on this one guy, right? But I mean, and we've done this too, right? To a slightly lesser extent, <laughs> I think. Actually, a lot lesser extent. Well, right? it depends who you ask. But okay, fair enough, right? But we're we're trying, right? It just seems like. I mean, the guy's heart's in the right place, I'm sure. But, you know, YouTube tries to give you a message. Like, some people can't make videos longer than 10 minutes, yeah. or you can't publish in that long. They, they might have lifted that. But, um, like, there there was a limit, and he just goes on for 17 minutes doing this one now, game. It, it, it was a playthrough. He was actually playing through it and commenting at the same time, but it was around the 10, 15-second mark when I realized that the commentary was not adding anything useful to the playthrough. Yeah. So there was a good several minutes more, where he didn't make a comment at all. He just played the the opening video. Well, well, yeah, because you don't you don't want to talk over the opening, you know, narration. But yeah. you you do want to tell people how excited you are seventeen times. <laughs> That's true. While you're playing. how excited he is to die. But anyway, so I mean, the long and the short of it is um, less. Of the former, more of the latter. Yeah. That, that guy needs to know how to... He needs to learn how to edit. I was really impressed with the IGN thing, because I, I don't know how you felt when IGN first, quote, came out, right? But in the beginning, IGN had a really bad reputation about just being a bunch of hacks and a bunch of just people who just... Not only were they not good journalists or game press, but... Okay, they just weren't good journalists or game press, right? But, I mean, I guess IGN's come a long way because that was... Well, uh, that person was British, so clearly they had a, a leg up, you know. Yeah, well, it wasn't just the They accent. always do better work. I mean, it was, you know... It was well done. Yeah, it was, it, it it was, was nicely articulate. It was well edited, and yeah. they actually had things to say. And like you were saying, like, you would see something on screen, and she would say something, and it would make the thing on the screen make more sense than it would without her upset saying anything. Yeah. Okay. Whereas that D-bag... Talking on his video for 17 minutes was not helping. It's a little, little too much. A for effort, but maybe F for execution. Okay. Okay, so moving on. Um, ha- have you heard about the new Chinese console? There's always a new Chinese console. There's always new. Did you know that regular, like, I don't even know how the line is drawn, but traditional game consoles are banned in China since the year 2000? No. Yes. Okay, they that's were, weird. Um, ostensibly, at least the cover story, is that the, gover- the government, um, according to Kotaku, who was referencing um, this individual called Lisa Hansen from this company called Nico Partners, she said, the government thought it was the best way to protect Chinese youth from wasting their minds on video games after a parental outcry. Um, 
That's weird because Nintendo made a China specific yes, version of the N64. And they did it to get around the law that bans consoles in China. And of course, all of this happened right right before all the online games exploded there. And so as as has been proven time again time again throughout history, if you keep people from doing something that they want to do, they're going to find ways to do it one way or the other. But what do you mean they they made that specifically to get around? Because it was a China-only console, it was okay? Nintendo, there's something about Nintendo's console, which is called IQ. Yeah. And just, there's something about the way that it was manufactured or distributed or the mechanics of how it worked that was legal. And they did that just for China to get around their legal requirements, while at the same time, Nintendo's other consoles and the Sony console and the Microsoft console are illegal. So the IQ was parent friendly. So I don't know exactly what it was, but I have to. I think that has some some kind of thing to do with the fact that it doesn't use traditional uh, cartridges or software. Um. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I didn't realize it was that special. I knew it was different somehow. Yeah. But so anyway. That's so weird. so anyway, um, despite the fact that you supposedly can't have consoles except for certain ones um, in China, so Lenovo is going to release this thing called an iSec, which who knows what that means, like I-S-E-C, and it's going to be 470 bucks, and it's going to actually be released uh, in mainland China this December, and it supposedly has Kinect-style controls, so go figure that one out. It's only for the Chinese audience. Only for China and only Kinect-style controls, whatever that means. Okay. So, yeah, really exciting. Wikipedia says currently the iQ can only release portable Nintendo games for the iQ DS, Game Boy Advance, and Game Boy Advance SP. The iQ Player is the only home console available from the company in China. However, plans to release the Wii in China were officially announced. In 2007. This is, must be a really old article. Um, yeah. So IQ is a brand, and they created these things. The IQ, whatever. This is this is interesting to me. I don't. They seem to be creating consoles aplenty, but they're specific to the China market. Right. Well, like I said, it was there's there's some kind of loophole somewhere. There's some kind of weird red tape about. It just doesn't make sense. There's no there's no. Don't even All try right. to explain it. No, that's fine with me. So, okay, I got one more thing. Go for it. We got some listener mail. Our friend, we have a friend from Mexico. Did you know that? I don't know that I knew that. We are we are truly an international show. Well, that's definitely true. Our, our friend Sergio was writing me from Mexico, and uh, he was asking about the new Ace Combat game, right? And we did talk about this already, right? But I want to take a, a little bit of another angle on this, right? So he was you, like... You talked about it and how much it sucked. Yes, Okay. Okay, so this is... I'm still going to continue to talk about how much it sucked, but it's going to be a slightly different angle on why it sucks. Okay. Okay, so I'm actually... It, it warms my heart, Sergio, to hear that you're you're in agreement with my sentiments about the game because he hated it, and he really felt like they were, um, you know, making the game, for example, like, look like Modern Warfare 3, right? Which it kind of does. Right in terms of in terms of color palette and in terms of like setting and all this other stuff, right? It's like Ace Combat had its own look, it had its own style, it had its own universe, and they were like, uh, okay, let's not do that anymore. Let's do what all these games currently are doing that make a lot of money, right? And it was pretty much like this last release 
is in, in that same very pandering way the next evolution of the game. And that's what was so disappointed me. And that's what so disappointed Sergio, right? And there's something that I realized, right? Now, Ace Combat, right, was not an eight, was not a really hardcore like flight simulator game to begin with, right? It's actually somewhere in the middle, right? But if you can imagine like a continuum of hardcoreness of flight games, right? Like on the most accessible side, you've got like Afterburner, right? And on the other side, you've got like Flight Simulator, like okay, like real like Microsoft Flight Simulator, or like you know you don't have a hundred missiles in your plane, you only have two, so after you shoot them and miss, you have to you know turn around and fly back to the base and land, right? That's at the other extreme. And Ace Combat had this really wonderful niche right in the middle of that, right? And their problem is that they were like, now mind you, these games have been going downhill since Ace Combat 4, which was around like when the PS2 came out, okay? And I think I think that the Isn't producers... Isn't Ace Combat 7, essentially? Uh, yeah, 6 or 7 or something like that, right? It depends on which ones you count. But anyway, um, I mean, obviously they've left off the numbers. They've stopped doing that. But it's clear that the company producing this is trying to gain back or gain some significant market share, right? And they're... They've been trying different things, and I think that they've been just getting, making the game worse and worse every single time. And this is like the coup de grace of their failure, right? Because what they did was they literally went half-seas between Afterburner and Ace Combat, the original, in the worst way possible, right? So instead of being somewhere in the middle of those two extremes of accessibility, right? It's like they've diluted what they had before even more in the worst way possible because it's like... It plays like Afterburner half the time, and then it plays like regular Ace Combat the other half of the time, and then the thing that makes it completely retarded is that you hardly get to know or choose when it's going to be one or the other because of their their crazy new system where you you you, you know you click these two buttons and it drags you along behind another another plane that you're trying to catch. I I'm not following you at all. Okay. So it, it actually right. changes play styles or control yes, styles. Yes. Yes. And it's it's it, it it would be it would be remiss of us to to spend more time explaining it. Other than I'll just say that when you try and play it, you'll be horribly confused because it's it's like the worst of both worlds. You know, it's like it it just it just pains me when they do this. You know. They, okay. It's like you can't. It's like you can't. Like, have some faith in your product, you know? Like, why are you diluting it? You're diluting it into oblivion, you know? This isn't, like, homeopathic games here. It, it may very well have been a different group of developers developing it. It clearly is, right? But there is somebody in some position who said, this is the best thing for this product. And there's somebody really high up who is steering the direction of this product in that way. And I mean, I don't know what the sales are right now of this game, but I mean, I'm telling, I'm telling you guys, they're dragging it down further instead of lifting it up. Well, that's sad considering so many of us used to play Ace Combat games. And, and I am sad because I won't buy this game. Yeah, by that I mean none of us ever played Ace Combat games much. Do, do you well, even one have counts. a recent Ace Combat game? What? You? I know you I talked played, about playing played, Ace Combat Six. I played every single one except for. Um, yeah. And this one I played enough of to decide that it's not worth playing. Alright, well, I'm glad you gave it a fair shake. We'll be right back.
are back once again. You're listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. Sponsored by the University of Events and Technology. Go to uat.edu. Right? I'm awesome. trying to squeeze in as fast as I can. That was... uat.edu. That was a flurry. Wasn't it? Um, sure. All right. So I guess we have a little bit of time for some more stories. Unless you I've, want to talk about Word Fighter Light. <laughs> I've got plenty, but maybe there's something you'd like. I, I honestly, I, I don't have that much to talk about. People are very excited about this new Batman game, Arkham yeah. City, coming out. During this a break, is, you even mentioned Arkham Asylum. Right. There's been so many Batman games that Not my really. head is... Well, there was one last year. Yeah, and this is the sequel to that one. Oh, okay. I did like right. that one. It was pretty good. Pe- right. People really, really liked it. I'm going to stick with Batman for the Genesis. I think that was the best Batman game. And they also liked that one. But there was a long period of time when there were no Batman games. Oh, fair enough. Not very long. But lately... Or, or if there were, no they must have sucked, because I don't recall them. It anymore. was between, I think, uh, the Genesis Batman and then the modern systems ones. Okay. Although there was Batman for Sega CD. What? But, yeah. But was that it was just a rehash? No, not the same. Not the same developer. Genesis Batman was Sunsoft. And Batman Sega CD was just something else. And what, then, but was then it basically the same game? Or no, totally different game? No, I think it was totally different. And Weird. then there was Batman, I think, on the Jaguar. Okay, and, and yeah. Batman on the NES. The one thing I liked about the Batman games were they were never released with the movies. You know, Most of these franchisee-style games, they come with the movies, they're rushed. And I think there was... Um, that was the Doom. Yeah, yeah. There, was like, there was a Batman on the, the PS2 generation... I remember this because there was, I went to a press event, and um, when the developers were explaining to the press about the game, right, I, I, I remember in my head these specific words that they used, and they were like they were, they all seemed very very careful to make sure that this game, the key with this game, to distinguish it from all other renditions of the Batman game, is that this is about Batman the detective. Which is true. Batman, if you think about it, Batman is really a detective. He's not a superhero. Well, right? I mean, perhaps he could be both. Well, perhaps, right? But he has no superpowers, right? Batman is really a detective. And they're so, so they were like, hey, you know, this game is about... It was, a ve- it was actually a very refreshingly uh, non-marketing-speak-like way to express things. And so that was, that was pretty cool. Well, I but, don't remember that but, game at all. But it's kind of funny because I think a lot of people, they don't... When you think of Batman, the detective is not the first thing that comes to mind. No. Man in tights does. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, really, because it makes me think of Robin. Anyway. Um, An awkward relationship. What's funny about it, 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 this is another one of those games that is coming with uh, free DLC when you buy it. Presumably when you buy it new, right? Not that the prior owner couldn't pass that along, but um, it comes with DLC. And we've talked about in the past, like, oh, that's that's a good option for giving people an incentive to buy the brand new game and, and sort of uh, gives them a way to, to generate revenue off of a used game, which, you know, like you mentioned earlier, is uh, it, it frustrates developers, right? Because they're not getting paid when people buy used games because it's not, you know, none of that revenue goes to them as, as games are recirculated. In the yeah, well, it's, I mean, I guess it would be the publishers directly affected, but I mean, ultimately... Well, yeah, but I mean, it trickles down. In some ways. But anyway, that's yeah. not the subject. So uh, the problem is that when you have some 
extra stopgap between you, your game, and the game the way you were supposed to have it. Um, there's always the potential for trouble, and a, a, I guess that's happened now with Arkham City, which was oh, just really? released, right? So the, apparently there are claims of some games not having the DLC in them or the codes that they get for the various DLC, depending on you know if you bought it new and if you pre-ordered and if you did something else, whatever, you, you know you get all these downloadable codes. Um, getting multiple codes for the same thing, you know, sometimes getting the the sheet with the code on it, but not actually having a code on it. It's just blank. Um, a Log- lot of these... logistics strongly come into play when <laughs> you try to do all the chicanery to your games. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's gotten to the point where like, if you pre-order the game, you get this bonus skin or character or um, you know, option in the game, right? right. For uh, not an option, like a quest, right? You know, all these various this, things that you'll you'll get by pre-ordering games at different places, which is annoying because you, if you're some hardcore fan of whatever game I'm, we're talking about, uh, you would be missing out on some DLC, um, you know, by buying it at one place and not the other. Although I guess in most cases you can download it anyway. Now this isn't pay for it. This isn't the first or second time that this kind of major snafu has happened. When in else? concert with the release of a game, it's it's happened. I, I I can't think off the top of my head of exact examples, but I know that it's happened at least two other times before. I mean, problems upon release, sure, but like the actual downloadable codes in the boxes. Well, not the same problem, but these these manner of problems where basically the consumer gets shafted because of a mistake that the publisher made. Yeah, and that's that's sort of the point I'm trying to make is that. There's, I, I talk repeatedly about how I wish there was no downloadable content, right? I wish that they would just. Well, if we didn't have it, the then we wouldn't have these problems, right? It's like it's like the special like electrical like folding up mirrors in a car, right? Like, if it if it has a motor, then it could break, and if it doesn't have a motor to turn it, then it's another thing that can't break. Yeah, I mean, you're right, but at the same time, there was there's not a good excuse. For not including this this content, they're obviously they're, they're trying to give it to all the people who are buying it new. Right. The only excuse, which I guess it could, you could argue whether or not it's a good excuse, but the only excuse is a revenue model, right? In terms of development, and um, there there's no reason not to do that. They only did it to to get around this financial reality of of used games. Yeah. Well, as far as like getting stuff when you buy the game new, right? It's 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 either that or I, I think it kind of does double duty too. In terms of they want you to get accustomed to looking online for stuff, right? And so this is also their way of, you know, shifting you over from getting accustomed to to buying from a retail store to buying just stuff online. Because if, if they have everything, the best scenario, right, for publishers is to just distribute all their content digitally, yeah, but it sure would be nice if they could do it successfully. Well, fair enough. You know my solution? Put a fingerprint reader on the controller. Yeah, that I don't know if that'll help. I mean, there's... Then they'd have to know who's who. You know, if... How about a breathalyzer? Well... A retina scanner. And, yes... If, and if it, your finger the, is the going to be chopped off, then that's a whole stare different... Stare into the connect eye. <laughs> that would be highly discriminatory, discriminatory against people who've burnt all of their fingerprints right. off. Right. Yeah, or lost a hand. Anyway, uh, it was just fun to me that it 
it gets totally screwed up and, and hopefully they'll do whatever they need to do to take care of people. And I'm sure they will. Yeah. Um, but it's a frustration. Like you buy the game and you want Catwoman in it. Yes. It's, it's terrible. And then you don't get, Catwoman it's terrible. It. It's bad for customers. Don't, don't do that to us guys. Come on. All right. So All if right. we got two minutes, what else we got? I got, I got rock hard. The game. Don't know what it is. Also known as Rochard. Oh yeah. 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 We totally talked about that when you were I, gone. I prefer to pronounce it rock hard. That's true. For obvious reasons. So, Rochard, PS3 downloadable, yeah. PlayStation Network only game. Yeah. Man, it's like, what can I say about this game? This was like one of the best examples of how story was disruptive to the enjoyment of the game to me and how the gameplay was disruptive to the enjoyment of the story. Okay. I thought right. you were going to say that it had potential and didn't pan out. Well, you know... I didn't wait her long for it to to find out whether it panned out or not. You know my style. Yes. But right, this is this is the problem when they try to do these things, right? In the beginning, there's some kind of narrative, right? And there's a lot of talking, right? And there's a lot of you like moving. It's basically like Metroid style gameplay, more or less, with with some twists, right? But it's basically you moving from like a certain point to another point, and then you talk to a character, and then you like you know, wait for this conversation to take place and then you move to the next screen and then someone else tells you something, right? But the beginning, I don't understand why they do this, right? When you, when you're like sitting down to a movie, right? You're in it with the expectation that, okay, I'm going to sit down and they're not going to demand anything of me, right? And there is a certain amount of time that, you know, the director has to basically set things up before you decide to get that, you know, you're getting bored or not. Right. And in games, this is a lot more critical. Right. Because the problem is, is that especially with the game structured like like Rochard was structured. Right. It's like you're waiting. They're telling you this story that you don't care about because you haven't had enough time to care about the story. Right. Or the characters. But. You see, there's a catch-22 there a little bit, right? And at the same time, right, like, the, uh, the activity of the story and the activity of the game are so fundamentally different that it's like, I just feel like, just give me one of all in one direction or all the other direction. I don't like these have-sees things. Yeah, I, mean, I see what you're saying. I mean, if, if you can't focus on one, you're not going to do well. Like, tell me the story and don't challenge me or challenge me and don't, um, you know, make me wait to get to the next part because I have to listen to some insipid conversation. But that's the reward for doing it well. What, what a reward. What a reward. <laughs> it's a rock hard Okay. Reward. Well, obviously this is a conversation that'll take a lot longer than five minutes. So. All right. Well, I want to thank Ashish for coming in. Uh, if you're interested in playing the game that he mentioned, it's Word uh, Word Fighter Lite in the App Store for Android and Apple. We'll be back next week. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. Yep. Good night, guys. You've been listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. Tune in next week for more tips and info and the latest and greatest in video gaming. And remember, all your base are belong to us.